Times of Herb Stevens, VK3JO. Selected recordings from 1945 through to 2004. A Life on the Air. Talk to the uh, the father of 160. You mind being called the father of 160? Oh no. Yeah, I think I'd be the most senior in age. The most, you're the senior citizen of 163, yeah. I would think so, in 93. Yeah. <laughs> how, long, how long have you had your... Since, your... since 1933. Oh, well, I can wear the cloak. <laughs> yes, you've got the crown of... Uh... And do you think 160's changed over the years, or do you think 160 is 160? I mean... Oh, it has changed, of course, because... Uh... Oh, well, uh, no, I didn't get into it until about 1972. Right? So, um, you know, it's a bit... <laughs> is it... But you operate on other bands other than 160, don't you? Is 160 a favourite band or are you just... Oh, it is the like, uh, favourite one, the most regular one. Because uh, the, the coffee break session is a daily thing. I do have other skids on other frequencies, of course, but... Um, but uh, anyhow... Uh, no, it's very... Um, Do you have any fa- other family members that are interested in ham radio, or are you the on- only one? I mean, uh, the only other one is uh, Silent Key. That was my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so there was a bit of family, yeah. Yeah, yes. Oh, I see. Yes, well... Uh, <coughs> but you're up. I started uh, listening to radio when I was still at school, and... Um, it was an article in a publication called Pals that had uh, how to build a crystal set. And, uh, of course, there was no actual regular broadcast in those days. The, um, uh, the um, um, uh, coastal radio service uh, was going, of course, and uh, amateurs were also going. Uh, but the... Um, uh, it was really before there was any regular broadcasting, although that did start again later on in the same year, 1923. But, um, I used to uh, push my bike home from school at, for lunch at midday and put the earphone on. We could only afford one. And uh, listen to uh, VIM, the coastal radio station, Spark Transmitter. 
but of course I had to finish the schooling and um, we uh, subscribed to a magazine called uh, Popular Wireless. It was an English publication. Uh, that was full of all sorts of articles about uh, building different radios and, and of course it wasn't until after I got my plumbing licence that I was able to get a, my own uh, amateur licence. Of course we'd been interested in it and we'd been building receivers and that sort of thing and uh, we could hear the amateurs talking and of course we uh, knew there was uh, a WIA so... Um, it was my late brother who attended one of the WIA classes and he got his course on first. <coughs> and, uh, <coughs> well, at that stage, um, it was the sort of depression years and uh, uh, he was a carpenter in the building game, that's what he was. And um, uh, one of his workmates uh, had, a, had a job sent for him to go over to uh, Tasmania when he was uh, to, get, uh, to help him with a building job over there. And he took a, 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 a little, just a simple set, and built a simple, a simple little set, just and a CW using CW. And of course, then I got my license while he was away. So it was a nightly thing. Instead of writing letters to each other, we yes. uh, CW. So anyway, uh, it kept going um, for um, for a while there. Eventually, of course, the work went out there, and he came back, and uh, that's where he met his wife over there. So got married. Uh, but uh, of course, uh, we had the interest there, and um, uh, of course, it was all home-built stuff. And um, uh, yes, all valve, of course. So um, we. Um, uh, uh, yes, well, I was living, still living at home with my parents. I had no thoughts of marriage or anything like that. Uh, and, uh, of course, I joined in with the WIA, too. We used to run a shortwave listeners group there for a start, and that was where we learned quite a bit. Uh, but uh, after I'd been operating on 40 metres, I think 80 metres, homebrew AM equipment with modulated oscillators and simple receivers and so on, so I was using five metres right up until the start of the war, closed yeah, down. Yes, yeah, there's no but TV or anything in those days, was no. there? No. it was empty space, was it? Yes. Yeah. But, um, uh, let's see, uh, no, it kept me well and surely involved yeah. with it. Good to have Thank a word with you there, Dallas. Good to meet you. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, sir. Right. VK3JO. J-O, By yes. the way, are you... The f- is there a history to the call sign? Is it, are you the first owner of this particular call sign? Uh, no, there was another chap who held it before me. And um, at that stage, we used to get, uh, I think, from the w- uh, from the ACA as the, well, well, the controlling authority. Yeah, they um, had so many name changes, I forget too. Uh, yeah. Lists of amateurs. And I did notice that the original owner of the uh, uh, J.O. call hadn't renewed his so uh, I thought I'd grab it yeah. I don't think I told you that my brother when he got his call sign he was 3OJ <laughs> so when I, <laughs> when I noticed J.O. was uh, free I grabbed it yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so there you are yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> okay. well, thanks, now Dave. are you recording all this? Oh, well, ask Dave is Dave are you recording all this? Well, we'll find out so whether you've got any means of uh, monitoring your own transmissions uh, I use a, uh, a monitor and a pair of old headphones so um, uh, I can tell what's going on.
that way anyhow <coughs> all right well uh, the um, uh, the transmitter uh, was uh, built by another amateur who was uh, deceased uh, and uh, I um, uh, acquired it after that because uh, well he had a lot of stuff and uh, the rest of his family were not interested in it. Um, also I did have an interest in the thing myself in that the power transformer used uh, is uh, something that uh, um, my late brother and myself had made uh, way back in the 1930s. Uh, anyway to um, uh, fill you in uh, uh, <laughs> appropriately uh, it's an old transmitter it's all valve and um, the uh, lineup on the RF section is now initially it was just a 6L6 crystal oscillator into an 813 uh, just a thousand volts on the plate of that 813 which is somewhat of a waste because they're designed for three and a half thousand uh, anyhow, um, uh, that's um, uh, I, I altered that uh, because uh, I found that the crystal wasn't always firing when you switched on. So I've got a separate oscillator, crystal oscillator, 6AH6, and the 6L6 is now a driver, and uh, that drives the uh, 813. Uh, that's plate and screen modulated. Uh, with the modulators being a pair of 809s, uh, that's uh, Class B power output valves. They're driven by a pair of 6V6s uh, and push-pull. And uh, there's a couple of stages of speech amplification. Uh, or one uh, there, where there would be a phase splitter. I think it's a twin triode that's there. Uh, now, I didn't have to do much modification to that at all, uh, but... Um, uh, anyhow, uh, quite a bit of modification to the uh, tra transmitter, uh, one way or another. <laughs> and um, uh, anyhow, uh, that's um, uh, that's basically the setup. Uh, the microphone, I think, is a crystal microphone. It came with the rig, and uh, it does work into a uh, straight into the grid of a valve. I don't think there's any mic transformer or anything like that. Uh, uh, so it's on a stand and uh, I'm speaking oh, I suppose about a few inches away from it nine inches, ten, something like that uh, there's a bit of hum in the background and that's uh, due to the proximity of the uh, speech amplifier to the main power supply <laughs> uh, one above the other uh, power supply being the heaviest unit by the way the rectifiers on that are 866's uh, mercury vapour rectifiers Antenna system is um, uh, somewhat different, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, the radiator is vertical. That's a 23-foot length of brass tubing uh, supported from a 25-foot uh, uh, mast, wooden mast, uh, by spacers that are not the perfect insulators. They're uh, uh, some, time of, some type of um, fibre material. Uh, but something that I had on hand and is uh, quite okay, but when they get wet it does upset the apple cart a bit. Uh, but um, the uh, the main feature of the area antenna system is the, instead of having an earth uh, mat or uh, radials and uh, counterpoise, etc, etc, I'm using the corrugated iron roof over my garage. 
which is about uh, 30 feet in length and 11 feet in width. Uh, it's just a skillion type of, um, of roof structure and the uh, slope of that is uh, from uh, side to side of course and uh, uh, it's uh, a fairly flat, um, uh, it's not horizontal of course, got a slight slope on it. Uh, now at the top of the 23 section of um, of um, uh, those uh, brass tubing that I've got, that's something that I had on hand for a number of years and um, uh, and from the top of that I've got three wires uh, each of them are approximately 30 feet in length and um, uh, oh, the, the top height of above ground level of that uh, vertical section would be about uh, about 30 feet I would expect, uh, perhaps not quite. Uh, so uh, those three wires all run uh, down, so slope downwards and uh, run over the garage roof. Uh, finish up I suppose about uh, 12 feet or so above the roof. Uh, but I've got four aluminium spreaders there to spread those wires out so that um, and uh, also uh, provide a bit extra metal there for uh, get a bit more capacity down to the garage roof. Uh, now, um, yeah, on this back porch of mine, uh, there is, um, I've got mounted on a breadboard actually, it's a vertical um, uh, coil, and uh, I've got a number of tappings on that, a few of them, not too many. Uh, the um, the bottom, since it's mounted vertical, is connected to the garage roof. It's also connected uh, to a grounding system that I've got, uh, but uh, nothing very convenient to the actual area there. Uh, so, um, uh, but it's grounded there too. But uh, the main uh, thing is the garage roof. Uh, so coax from the transmitter connects to a tapping a few turns above the grounded bottom end of that and uh, the, the centre of the coax goes through a variable capacitor and uh, connects to tappings on the coil near the top. Uh, I've got a few tappings there I've been able to make and uh, rather limited. I might possibly be better off if I had a continuous uh, uh, tuning there but um, Oh, it loads up uh, uh, reasonably well, and uh, got a reasonable SWR, and um, uh, and uh, it's. Uh, I think the output uh, from the uh, transmitter would be around about 60 watts. The uh, power meter that I've got is very dependent on having 50 ohms both inside and outside. Uh, so I can't guarantee that. <laughs> but the fact that the SWR is uh, very low at the moment, about, or suppose about 1.2 to 1, uh, indicates that we're, we're not very far away from the 50 ohms uh, requirement. Okay, well that's a rundown from that, so uh, that's the transmitter, and uh, I hope it's, uh, I hope you've been able to copy it okay. There was always something new coming along. It's uh, hard for those who are coming into the uh, world of amateur radio at this stage to realise that, um, well, it was only within my lifetime, really, that um, that uh, the uh, science has... There were no broadcasting stations at all. And um, what instigated the whole thing was an article on how to build a crystal set 
and uh, that was in a boys' magazine that was uh, printed by the uh, the Sun newspaper. I think it wasn't Herald Sun in those days, and um, that uh, detailed the construction of uh, this uh, device, uh, which would enable us to hear sounds picked up by an aerial wire, which was strange because there was no, uh, we could understand the connections, telephones and electric light were on. So anyhow, um, it, it's been a whole exciting exercise for years and years and I've uh, met a wonderful lot of people through it and uh, uh, the, uh, the developments, of course, have been in- incredible. Uh, so... Um, uh, you know, I couldn't always go into it at some length, but but in the early days, of course, mostly the communication was by Morse code. The first signal I ever heard came from the uh, uh, coastal radio service station, which was located in the Domain in Melbourne, and that was one of the old original Spark transmitters. Uh, so... Um, uh, that would be uh, coming on and with a very sort of a raspy note and um, but it it certainly conveyed information to the shipping and uh, means of communication between ship and shore uh, which was the uh, main purpose of radio in those days and there are always articles uh, being published in uh, magazines and constructional details given by uh, those who were um, uh, preceded me into the uh, science of amateur radio so that um, one does tend to accumulate quite a lot of equipment and uh, some of it you'll probably never use but um, you never know <laughs> yes it was all homebrew it's only in uh, oh, comparatively recent uh, post-war post last war years <laughs> which war we're talking about yes the um, the 1939-46 war, or 45, and um, and there was a lot of surplus, surplus uh, radio equipment that was available and usable for amateur radio. Now, um, uh, further afield, Maryborough, of course, is one of them, and this particular repeater is uh, has a very wide coverage around Victoria and even extending beyond Victoria. So it's in a very, very interesting uh, hobby, and uh, I can always uh, strongly recommend that you delve into it and uh, try and understand the workings of the hows and the whys and the wherefores, and it's been a lot of fun. So I found it that way, very satisfying. Yes, the listener in had circuits and uh, had also uh, plenty of uh, explanation about um, about the whys and the wherefores. Because in those days, there, uh, it was mostly homemade equipment. And I think that even started before, well, probably valves were in, uh, but uh, from crystal sets, uh, homemade, uh, wind your own coil and make everything yourself. And the uh, best sort of an aerial you could put out in, in the limited space of your backyard and, um, and uh, listen to uh, amateur stations. There were quite a few of them on using telephony. Uh, but it was uh, later on in 1923 when the first uh, uh, broadcasting stations here in Melbourne opened up, and the first one was 3AR in those days. Uh, now I think it's known as Radio National or something. 
Uh, three Hello followed shortly after, and then the commercial started, so it wasn't long before uh, crystal sets were inadequate, and I certainly hope that uh, what I've said has been of interest. Uh, so well, I hope you all have a good day. PK3JO is now concluding. Tim, haven't got anything here to show you how it lights up. <laughs> That's the original soup loop. <laughs> yes, I was going to alter... Uh, Oh, this this meter over here, it's not uh, connected at the moment. Right. But, um, I was using that to actually, uh, whoops, using that to measure the voltage across the uh, coax. Right. Um, what's the idea of that one? But I'll sort of incorporate these meters. Yeah. So he's calling for three X AX. He's apparently a, a, a pal of them. So. Um, right. Uh, I could give him a call if you like. Oh, if you like, yeah. Uh, VK3UH. VK3UH. VK3JO. Heard you calling um, uh, Eric there, um, Ross, and I've got a visitor in the shack at the moment, so I thought I'll give a call and uh, see how you're copying. And hopefully the noise that I've been complaining of is... Uh, moment that's running a bit higher than I normally run it. Uh, that doesn't make much difference anyway. Hopefully uh, we're not burbling because I haven't got the headphones on. Anyway, VK3JO standing by for VK3UH. Yeah, VK3JO, um, uh, VK3JO, <coughs> me. Oh dear. Yes, uh, good afternoon to you there, um, uh, Herb, and also good afternoon to your, uh, your visitor there too. Uh, coming in uh, okay uh, just here, uh, standing quite uh, quite clean. I think just a minute when you said oh, something was up a bit high, it just sounded like you over-modulated a bit, but it, it didn't seem to burble at all. So uh, everything's um, uh, okay at the moment when you um, sort of went back to uh, <laughs> where to get going. Um, um, Slim's got um, some uh, transistors there for him, uh, which I think he... Um, I would like to oh, get there, so um, Thank you. I know he's got some problems there with the, uh, the inverter there. So uh, see what's in it. anyway, uh, I just want to give a call because some a VK3 JO, VK3 UH. <laughs> You'll need it. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> back on air again. Uh, okay, there, uh, Ross. And uh, yes, I'll, I wouldn't normally have the set switched on at all uh, at the moment, except for. Uh, a visitor, and I didn't tell you <laughs> identify him, but they're three ASE, David. Yeah, g'day there, Ross. Um, Some tools at the moment, uh, tube spanners, and um, one or two other ordinary spanners, and having great old time with them. So um, I don't know whether <laughs> things flying everywhere. Won't be many left soon. <laughs> no, X, Eric, and also the transistors of them. Um, uh, Clem 3DZ. So uh, that's about all. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on air at all. But um, now we're, we're <laughs> getting some real close-ups with this camera that's going. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I was going to put it back to you, Ross. So I'd better do it without delay. VK3 um, UH VK3JO is standing by. Oh, wrong one. Uh, returning, yes. Okay, very good, and, and very good afternoon to you there, David. Uh, good to uh, good to catch you again, and uh, glad that uh, you've uh, actually uh, caught up with um, with Herb there as well. 
So um, it's amazing, isn't it? The Type uh, 3 Mark II, um, I actually had one in mint condition for a while, which I got operational as well. So uh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You're sort of using uh, technology there that's um, 50 years old as such, just about, and uh, works quite well. Uh, your young son there, um, I think it was Christopher there, I'm, I think that's right, uh, playing around with the, uh, the, the tools there. So obviously at the age where a lot of things are interesting. Okay, back to you there, Herb, and um, then you um, might want to do other things there, but uh, thanks for uh, calling me there. Uh, VK3JO, VK3UH. Uh, yes, okay, uh, VK3UH, VK3JO, all okay. And uh, I've just put the headphones on, <laughs> and uh, the various noises going on there. It seems that the pair of pliers that's been vigorously, um, and I think I might be uh, a little bit too much with the modulation. I'll just turn that back a little bit there, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, right, um, yes, all okay. Um, you want to set? Oh, I certainly have got your address. There's no worries about that. I can let Dave have that, so that'll be fine. And uh, okay, about uh, oh, what you're talking about. It's a bit difficult to concentrate, actually. Well, yes, I think we better call it today, there, Ross. Uh, good to have a chat with you there. Uh, earlier on, uh, I had the set running there. I suppose half an hour or more ago, and I was hearing uh, Red. Uh, he was making some tests. So um, I don't know what he was doing there, but uh, I would assume he had a dummy load on. So anyhow, um, from the strength. Oh, you want to have another listen to that, do you? Listen to my voice. Put it over your ears. There, go on. Christopher wants to have a, uh, have the headphones, the monitor phones on. Right. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll say cheers then. We'll see you later, Ross. And meantime, uh, <laughs> all the best. VK3JO concluding and uh, listening briefly before closing. Um, sounds like uh, got a lot of activity around there. And, uh, <laughs> finals on the on, on the uh, video there. Two or three, four. Listening, chisel. Yes, right. Well, I don't think I'll bother going back to no, him now. Right. He, he wanted a bit of a rundown on the yeah. equipment and things. Well, it's started a big. Uh, it's a big there, thing uh, now, Reggie, isn't it? Uh, yes. Um, go ahead. <laughs> um, so sounds horrible. Right, uh, right, Dave. Well, the main thing is the Type 3 Mark II. This is the transmitter unit, just the two stages in it there. Beneath it is the four valve uh, receiver, and uh, this lot unit is the power supply for them both. And in here is the speech amplifier. There's actually three stages of speech amplification in there. This unit beyond it is uh, a converter that converts the 1825 into approximately oh, somewhere between 4 and 4.5 megahertz to tune uh, into the Type 3 receiver. That doesn't normally cover 1825, which is the band I'm interested in. Uh, over here is a coil and condenser, which is in the aerial uh, lead, uh, a parallel resonance circuit, and uh, the switch above it enables me to cut, out, cut that out if I want to. The meter uh, will indicate the uh, antenna current, and the device, the coil and condenser there, is a wave trap to cut out 80 meters. 
So that's basically the 160 metre transmitter. Further over this way, we've got a car radio, which was retrieved from a scrap heap and uh, put into working order by Reg. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, uh, behind it, the speaker in the baffle there is uh, the one that is uh, associated now, used with this. It actually came from the original uh, television set. And this box here is the speaker that runs from the Type 3 Mark II. The uh, various odds and ends around here are all sundries that uh, most people would throw away, but uh, I hang on to for reasons unknown. This meter here um, is uh, a strength meter. It's uh, indicating at the moment, it, it's really a... Um, 0 to 50 microamp meter full scale deflection and uh, it's in series with the diode of the uh, rectifier in the type 3 receiver. Uh, down behind the fly spray and that's most essential out here because um, we, we get a lot of flies in this place. <laughs> behind it is the modulators, a pair of 6L6s with their associated power supply. Uh, the device that I'm trying to move out of the way so that the camera can get a little bit of a view of the uh, in there. Uh, that's uh, that's a ZB2 homing adapter which I adapted for two meters in uh, the bygone days, immediate post-war period. It uses uh, acorn valves. Acorn valves. There's uh, 954 RF stage, 954 RF stage. That one was originally another RF stage, but it's been converted to a um, mixer and an, um, an oscillator uh, stage there. So uh, that has an output, which is <laughs> that has an output which unfortunately isn't the same as the uh, the uh, frequency as the output of the other converter. But it's still it does work. I had it going the other day. IC 22s. Um, this this one here is uh, uh, one that I got from a um, from another deceased uh, Jeff 3 AUX. By the way, and this gadget in between the two of them is the microphone that I normally use on 160 meters. Uh, the coil around it here. This is also an electric microphone. Where is it? Somewhere around here. Tiny little thing uh, that was given to me. And uh, I d it does work, but uh, most people prefer the other one. Um, the uh, power supply for the IC22s is this device down underneath uh, in there. That's a homemade thing from, uh, once again, Jeff 3 aux um, That's where that came from. <laughs> homemade. The, uh, on the bench there, uh, a couple of metres... Um, Multimeter homemade device and crystal set really there next to it. Um, so uh, I think that's about cuts it out. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot there. That's excellent. Good. Right. Go with Herb just up the garden and go walk around the thing. Painting, 
Thank you, thanks there. Might be getting a bit far away there. You've got a garden at home? Eh? I only put the fences around just to keep the dog off. Try and grow a few veggies in this area. A few herbs. There's plenty of other things. <laughs> Apart from the weeds. Oh, with the growth to valves and, uh, uh, yes, well, um, one of the first um, uh, things that um, I recall concerning uh, the use of valves was the uh, magazine that we subscribed to uh, called Popular Wireless, English publication, and uh, that was always full of constructional articles and um, uh, I'm going back to uh, the 1920s here. Um, I'm not sure what... Uh, we probably had that magazine from 1923 uh, probably up till the time when the Listener Inn appeared. But on one occasion uh, the... Um, um, front of the magazine uh, oh uh, now let's see what was the startling news oh that's right no more B batteries and B batteries of course provided the high tension for the valves in those days uh, it was the pre uh, <laughs> electric days everything was batteries and um, now this thing uh dependent on a uh, certain uh, uh, a valve that was a, a uh, oh what's the next step up from a triode <laughs> it had an extra grid in it and they didn't call it a screen grid but that, that and uh, with the um, with the particular audio transformer uh, they seem to manage to be able to um, uh, get uh, that thing to work <laughs> uh, and um, uh, perhaps work better than the uh, normal uh, arrangement with a B battery. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but uh, evidently the idea didn't take on too much. But uh, then, of course, when the um, screen uh, grid came along, that was another um, uh, uh, thing that uh, development, of course, that we... Uh, hadn't heard of and that was welcomed and a lot of excitement about that and uh, I'm not sure when it was that the suppressor grid came into being too so um, uh, those were the days there uh, and I'm only talking of receiving valves the basic transmitting valve was the old uh, UX210 uh, well, never had one of those <laughs> uh, required a 6 volt battery to uh, light the filament and they that's another thing of course that uh, the um, uh, cathode um, uh, came into being uh, instead of the filament uh, supplying the electron stream it was just a heater now that was another development uh, so there were uh, all sorts of uh, developments coming along uh, as time went on until eventually the uh, the idea of battery sets was uh, scrubbed in, uh, uh, and uh, everything was going to be electric.
uh, were operated from the mines, etc. There, so um, uh, it was all uh, a very exciting period with all these new developments coming along. So um, and then, of course, they made the miniature valves, and um, and uh, the English had a different base from the Americans, and they uh, and st standardised on octal valves, and then later on they came with different uh, bases and what have you. So um, uh, that was um, uh, some of the things that I can recall about their... Uh, uh, good morning, uh, this is Amateur Radio Station VK3JO, 160 metres, 1843 kilohertz, and uh, using the 813 rig again this morning. Uh, fine sunny conditions, it's been a very chilly uh, early morning, uh, So, um, uh, but uh, the rest of the day looks as though it's going to be quite, uh, uh, quite fine and uh, sunny. So uh, there we are. Is there anyone else wishing to join the group this morning? I'll speak K3JL, stand by. Uh, no, no other calls heard, so uh, just the three of us. <laughs> okay, well, Gus, haven't heard you for a time there, so um, we'll put it back to you and uh, see what's new in your neck of the woods. Uh, good morning, all. VK3JO, Blackburn South, 160 metres. <coughs> Type uh, no, it's the old 813 rig this morning. <coughs> uh, seems to be round about normal. Uh, damp conditions outside. Uh, and uh, not a useful rain, but anyway, uh, quite a change from uh, yesterday's uh, mild temperatures. Apologies for not coming up yesterday. Anyway, more on that later. We'll see who's around this morning. So, uh, this is VK3JO standing by. vk 3 Good morning, Herb. Uh, good morning. This is amateur radio station VK3JO on 160 metres. Blackburn South, as uh, usual. Uh, using the 813 rig again this morning. And... Uh, I haven't heard anybody else on whilst I've had the set going. Uh, so the best way to find out is to switch this thing off and have a listen. So this is VK3JO. A bit of variation in the audio there. Uh, VK3JO standing by. See if there's anyone else around. Hmm, right. Do he keep my hand in a position like this? So I'll reduce that see whether we've managed to... <laughs> it's still there. Uh, yes, oh well. Uh, anyway, apart from that, uh, this is VK3JO and the test is concluded. VK3JO, uh, 160 metres, and uh, uh, good morning to all on frequency. Uh, 
quite a nice uh, morning uh, with the uh, change and um, uh, oh, still uh, this, uh, this feedback uh, cut that microphone going back just a little more there to keep that under control although um, uh, <laughs> it varies a bit anyway uh, right there we are so um, uh, well, uh, stations heard testing this morning uh, was um, uh, with uh, Rob, VK3DTR. Uh, the next one uh, was uh, audible anyway. <laughs> uh, 3AGP. <clears throat> I think your carrier was uh, more or less swamped out by uh, uh, BQM, but um, heard your voice identification before um, uh, VK3BQM. So uh, we'll give you a second spot there this morning, Gus. <laughs> AGP and Reg BQM. So uh, I wonder if there's anyone else around this morning. VK3 JO standing by. So he can't uh, uh, copy everybody because of the interference. So um, uh, there it is. Now I think, uh, I don't know whether you want to try and... Uh, how about you, Don? Are uh, you OK for 1843? Go ahead. Uh, yes, I have a crystal at 83.2 or something like that. I guess that'll be close enough. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure, uh, Jerry, whether you got. It'll take me a time. I'll, I uh, have got a crystal, but uh, <laughs> it probably won't suit the mounting that I've got for the crystal here. Um, it'd be easier for me to tune up on the uh, Type Three, but at least we'd be free of the uh, interference. Um, but I think the only thing to do is to get on to 1843. Uh, so, uh, as I said, I put the, uh, uh, these extra cables in to enable me to do it. Anyway, Jerry, uh, look, uh, glad to hear you up there and uh, note you're having uh, problems there uh, too. And I, <laughs> uh, 22 uh, closing time. Uh, so, um, oh, what's the general opinion? Is it worth uh, making a change now or... Um, <laughs> or uh, should we uh, would we carry on and uh, on this frequency and uh, we'll uh, be able to uh, to uh, uh, get going on 1843 f from tomorrow on? Um, any comments there? Back to you, uh, uh, Don. Eighteen thirty-five, and we could go to eighteen forty-three just to try it out. Uh, you were underneath uh, Don. He came up. Uh, have another say there, John. What was that? He said there's nothing to stop you working split if you want to. You could stay on eighteen twenty-five, and we could go to eighteen forty-three. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Except that I've got to hop out and tune the receiver every time uh, we change over. So that's no good to me. <laughs> uh, Kevin, no, I think it'd be okay for you to go ahead. Uh, yes, no problems here, uh, Herb. Right, well, look, uh, 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 I'll go QRT on this frequency. Uh, you, uh, we'll all do the, the tuning up, and um, uh, we'll eventually come up on 1843. I'll probably be using the Type 3. Uh, so uh, it's not much good as it is with uh, uh, people unable to hear each other because of the uh, QRM. So, uh, okay, catch you later on 1843, VK3JO concluding.
Yeah, well, we've got quite a few so far. Uh, so I wonder if there's anyone else wishing to join the group this morning. Go ahead, please. Yeah, it looks like you're the only one this morning. <laughs> Gee, quite a come down from yesterday. Uh, anyhow, um... <laughs> Gee, I've just been looking through some papers that have been occupying this, uh area here for quite some time and thought I'd better have a look-see and see what they are. So uh, most of them uh, I can't remember where they all came from now. Uh, good morning, uh, this is Amateur Radio Station, VK3JO, 160 metres, 1843 kilohertz, and I'm using the Type 3 Mark II transmitter and receiver. And um, uh, we've got a fine uh, sunny morning, although it's been very cold. And... Uh, uh, no, uh, no cloud in the sky anywhere by that look of things. So it's uh, pretty cold. Well, uh, since I've been listening uh, this morning, there've uh, just been one other station I've heard, and that's uh, VK3BQM. Uh, so uh, before proceeding any further, I think we might stand by and see whether there's anyone else wishing to join the group this morning. VK3JO uh, standing by. Uh, good morning, uh, this is uh, VK3JO, amateur radio station uh, in uh, Blackburn South uh, on uh, 1843 kilohertz, 160 metre amateur allocation. And uh, we've got a fine sun, well, I think it's a bit of cloud coming over, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, a bit of a keen wind I think out there, but... Um, uh, rather different from uh, yesterday. Uh, right, well, uh, if you can hear a faint voice in the background, it's a recording I made of the old-timer session this morning, just playing back uh, what I got, uh, or part of it anyway. I didn't catch the first a lot of it there. It was a bit late getting the set-up already. Uh, never mind. Um, uh, so, uh, well, uh, let's see. This morning I've heard uh, on the testing uh, VK3DTR, uh, VK3BQM, and the last one was uh, Gus, VK3AGP. So uh, I wonder if we have any other takers this morning. This is VK3JO standing by. Summit radio station VK3JO, 160 metres, and uh, a little bend there has had its say, and it's uh, fairly close to the normal time, or uh, correct time, should I say. Anyway, uh, good morning all. I've got the uh, old uh, uh, the 813 rig again, of course, uh, nothing else on this frequency in working order at the moment. Um, might be able to get it going, but uh, it's too much of a problem. Anyway, um, uh, I could say good morning to Reg BQM and also to Alan, uh, VK3JPK. Uh, I haven't heard anybody else uh, pop up testing, so uh, uh, we'd better take a break and see whether anybody else is around. 
Anyway, it's another cold morning and uh, um, a light sprinkle of rain a little time ago, a little while ago. A uh, bit of sunshine, mostly cloudy. Uh, so uh, that's the weather conditions here. Uh, right, well, um, uh, we'll see if there's anybody else wishing to join the group. Uh, if not, it'll be over to uh, Reg, VK3BQM. This is VK3JO standing by. Hello. This is a copy of a recording made here uh, on Friday evening, November the 24th, 1944. <laughs> I do know what year it is. I'm just checking back to make certain that I was using the right date for Friday the Friday evening on which we made the recording which I'm about to copy very nicely labelled with a VK2, VK3 uh, label with a couple of faces on it uh, the artist was Ken Ridgway and this recording has been made at 78 on a Presto Q acetate disc for dispatch to VK2 for the edification of the members of the council and federal headquarters and the VK2 people in general as a Christmas greeting from uh, members of the council of the Victorian Division of the Wireless Institute of Australia. The gesture was considered by all members of the council as rather a good one and it'll be interesting to see if they reciprocate. <laughs> They might even wash it off and send it back to us with a reply. All right, well, without any further ado, I'm just fiddling around here to, as part of a test on this recording, which is copying a 78 recording on acetate on this machine, at 33 and a third, with the same needle which we thought we had ruined, but fortunately it, we got away with it. It... Uh, it's quite okay, I'm very pleased to say. Now, without any further ado, I'll play for you part one, followed very quickly by part two of the 12-inch acetate record of Christmas greeting to VK2 Division, Wireless Institute of Australia. Uh, hello, VK2. This is Herb Stevens, 3JO, President of VK3 Division speaking. In just a minute it will be my pleasure to introduce to you the members of the VK3 Council. We feel that this method of extending our Christmas greetings to you will go a long way towards establishing the intimate personal friendships between our two councils which it is impossible to achieve by letter. Already much has been done along these lines by the personal contacts between our secretary, Bob Anderson, and yourselves during his recent visit to your city. Unfortunately, he is unable to be with us tonight, and he has asked me to extend to you his best wishes for the festive season. Another of our councillors and member of the magazine committee, Bert Burdigan, is also unable to be with us tonight, but I am pleased to pass on his greetings to you. And now, here is the first of the councillors, our worthy chairman.
I want to convey my Christmas and New Year greetings in the hope that 1945 will see the event we, <coughs> we have been dreaming of for five years become a reality. All the best, fellow. Thank you, Ken. Thanks very much. It now only remains for me to add my greetings and to echo the sentiments that have been expressed by my fellow councillors. And may the cordial relations existing between our two divisions continue. Cheerio and 73.